0: Alright, fact checkers, it is a brand new year, but we've got the same great coffee sponsor. So if you head over to Fox & Sons Coffee and use the promo code FCT for fact check this, you get 15% off any order of $25 or more. Also, be sure to check out the new blends that Steve's got over there. We've got the Den Blend 2 Electric Boogaloo. This is a medium roast coffee if the dark roast was a little too robust for you but the light was not quite getting what you needed check out the medium roast it is fantastic and also they've got a brand new one it's the costa rica honey prep Uh, this is the same great coffee but with a little bit of a floral aroma you're gonna really want to check this one out so head over to fox and sons coffee and use the promo code fct at checkout to get that fifteen percent off any order over twenty five dollars let's get started This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. All right, Fact Check This Podcast, and it's time for part three of the four-part town hall investigative series looking at the uh, LGBTQ pedophile ring that was going on in Georgia with the two... Um, gay guys, the Zoolock family, I guess you would call them, who adopted two little boys and then proceeded to sexually abuse them while filming it, while inviting other people to participate, uh, on top of just a whole lot of other kind of sketchy and questionable shit surrounding their lives and what they were doing, uh, Let's just get right into part three. This one actually has some stuff about the adoption agency that um, that let these guys adopt them. I, man, I don't know how that fucking happens, but here we are. So here we go, part three. Let's uh, let's take off with it. Part three: How did an accused, how did an accused child rapist adopt two children? Like, this is this is the question, right? Like, how in the hell does that happen? Uh, there were more than just warning signs that went unnoticed during gay activists William Dale Zulock Jr. and Zachary Zach Jacoby Zulock's expedition, uh, expedited adoption process. A little over four years later, the adoptive fathers of two are now facing a laundry list of charges for unspeakable sex crimes they allegedly committed against their young adopted sons, including rape producing child pornography of the children's routine sexual abuse and prostituting their 11-year-old boy to pedophiles in the area. In the latest installment of the Zulac Horror Story, we're exposing everything we learned about the faith-based special needs adoption agency that the same-sex couple used to adopt the two boys, the role that Georgia's child welfare system played in placing the children who are back in foster care in an abusive household, and the lack of accountability across the board. We're naming names fucking a right red flags town hall has learned that seven years prior to the adoption zachary was accused of being a child rapist but was never charged more than a decade ago there was a 2011 probe into zachary's alleged pedophilic behavior when he was accused of luring a 14 year old boy to a residence in walton county the same jurisdiction as today's horrifying child sexual abuse case and having anal sex with the underage victim in 2011, child rape, the child, but the 2011 child rape case was shut down and no charges were pursued against Zachary. Alcove, uh Judicial Circuit District Attorney Randy McGinley, who serves Walton County, has now formally asked the Walton County Sheriff's Office to continue its previous probe because he believes it was closed without a whole lot of investigation into it, which wouldn't be surprising. And he didn't want to kicked the hornet's nest at that time when um, the LGBT stuff was starting to become more prevalent and making its way into mainstream society and culture. Um, uh, Stuff would go largely ignored with things like that. The 2011 cases being looked into by my office along with the sheriff's office, McGinley confirmed in an email to town hall. Lieutenant Zachary Barrett of the Criminal Investigations Division told Town Hall that Walton County Sheriff's Office has been in constant communication with McGinley and the District Attorney's Office while navigating the case involving the Zulocs, including after the initial arrest took place, the detectives uncovered the past allegations. As for why the 2011 case was closed, Barrett wrote, The 2011 case was handled in a manner that is inconsistent with today's current investigatory standards, but the law enforcement officers in the Criminal Investigations Division at that time have since retired. Current WCSO detectives are assessing the case and seeking any leads that may still yield charges. As with all cases, our detectives are diligent and passionate when it comes to charging child molesters and will always seek justice for the victim. Walton County Sheriff's Office denied Town Hall's public records requests seeking a copy of the indictment report that the 2011 case is based on. An investigator in the Sheriff's Office contacted Detective Chrisley Cavaretto, the detective overseeing the current Zulak investigation and a name near the top of the state's witness list, just to verify that information in the previous case will not hinder the active case at this time. Cavaretto has reopened the 2011 case the investigator replied. Nothing is releasable at this time. Cavaretto's email signature includes this ironic quote, quote. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Sounds like our society in general, doesn't it? The boys could have been rescued as early as June of 2020. Zachary had posted about a Walton County Sheriff's Office deputy appearing outside his and William's old small-scale Snellville house, where the Zoolock couple first lived with the boys until their massive Oxford mansion was suspiciously constructed in record time in mid-2020. A police cruiser was parked at the end of the couple's driveway, and responding and a responding deputy was on scene because reckless teen drivers had hit the Zulak family's mailbox. Luckily, this was later in the day slash night, and the boys were not outside playing, thank God. Zachary wrote on Facebook. Zachary, who affectionately calls his husband my partner in crime for life, started dating William in the summer of 2013, and the men married about four years later in December of 2017. Since they've been together, William said he looked forward to the day that we can start a family. The gay newlyweds then sought to locally adopt children not long after their picturesque wedding. The Adoption Process How was a previously accused child rapist able to adopt two children with his newly wedded husband? Apparently, with ease. In 2018, the Zoolock co-defendants adopted the two brothers through All God's Children, Inc., a now-defunct private special needs adoption agency in Watkinsville, which focused on children in the state who have waited the longest to be placed with the family. All God's Children's matched families with special needs children considered more difficult to place because they are older, need to be placed with their siblings, or have physical, mental, or emotional behavioral challenges, read the agency's overview. The brothers, now ages 9 and 11, already came from a broken home where their biological parents were addicted to heroin, per a relative's knowledge. I do think they had every intention, and this is why they adopted them for this purpose another family member who spoke exclusively with Town Hall out of concern for the, siblings pair, the sibling pair's well-being, expressed. William and Zachary preyed on the children's vulnerability as kids raised by struggling heroin addicts, Town Hall's family insider asserted. As well as undergoing criminal background checks, William and Zachary were required to attend mandatory pre-adoption parenting classes called Parents as Tender Healers, Trauma-Informed Training Curriculum to learn more about parenting children with a history of losses. An agency caseworker also completed a family assessment, which was presented to social workers throughout Georgia for matchmaking and a home study of the locks. The entire undertaking took 8 to 12 weeks. Good God, 8 to 12 weeks to adopt two kids? That's... For anybody who doesn't like know how that whole system works holy fuck that's like insane a lot of times it'll take like months on top of months if not a year or more like sometimes you're looking at 12 to 18 months they had it done in 8 to 12 weeks holy shit <clears throat> Seven months after the boys moved in on March 30th of 2018, Georgia's courts made the Forever family official on November 7th, 2018. All God's Children, a former member agency of the Georgia Association of Licensed Adoption Agencies, statewide network, had worked in partnership with the Georgia Department of Human Services, which oversees the state's Division of Family and children's Services, to find families. For Georgia's waiting children, according to the agency's description. Town Hall contacted Georgia DHS regarding how much oversight and involvement it had within the agency's operations. Georgia DHS communications director, Kylie Winton, stated that the DHS's Office of Residential Child Care, a unit tasked with inspecting, monitoring, and registering child care facilities, licenses, uh, adoption agencies for placement of children in adoptive homes that such and that such licensed private agencies focus primarily on the adoption of children who are not in the custody of DFCS. However, some child placing agencies provide adoption services for children who are in permanent custody of DFCS through existing contracts, Winton wrote in an email statement to the town hall. The state's, uh, the state's DFCS provides each child placing agency with guidelines for home approvals and qualifications for staff working under the contract, Wenton explained. Town Hall also asked if the 2011 case was ever officially brought up over the course of the adoption process and if the alleged incident ever appeared during Zachary's criminal records check when the co-defendant applied to become an adoptive parent. DFCS child welfare and CPS records are confidential under state law, the DHS spokesperson said. As such, we are unable to comment on the specifics of any child welfare or an abuse or abuse and neglect cases, nor confirm or deny the existence of related records. I mean, going back to above, like, the fact that uh, they were able to find this out fairly easily about the 2011 case, um, Kind of makes me think it probably showed up on a background report, and somebody kicked it under the rug. I mean, this is negligence all the way around for 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 a specific um, for, for a specific purpose too. not 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 the not the pedophilic purpose, but because this is what you have to do to be a good ally or an activist for a cause is you have to just ignore all the red flags and just do something anyway. Um, As for how involved Florida or Georgia DFCS was in the agency's background checks, family placement, and home visits, Winton said all families are required to undergo background checks, including fingerprint-based checks of state and national crime information databases and checks of child abuse and neglect registries whether they are working with a child-placing agency or DFCS. DFCS selects families for children through a home study review process. Home visits are made by both the CPA and the DFCS case manager monthly through through finalization. Everything seemed fine. I actually thought DFCS would be more scrutinizing with them because they were a same-sex couple, the Zulok Family Insider told Town Hall. However, it seemed like they pla- they passed everything with flying colors, the source said. The adoption stru- process is moving along faster than expected, exclaimed the Facebook event page for William and Zachary's adoption shower, which was held at their Snellville house in March of 2018, 2 years before the Oxford Mansion's construction. The domestic nonprofit dissolved in 2020 in october of 2020 according to the georgia corporations division the family member who was given access to zachary's social media accounts saw that he had privately discussed on instagram its impending disillusion with all god's children's ex-executive director emily carol bailey when he was going to refer someone to y'all on the website unfortunately we had to close bailey wrote to zachary who reacted with the crying face emoji in a private Instagram chat. Zachary disclosed that he and William were deciding on adopting a girl, too. We are still trying to decide if we want to try and adopt a girl, he said. We are doing awesome. The boys have changed so much from when we first met them. They aren't even the same kids. He messaged, stating that their older child used to be in an emotional and behavioral disorder classroom. And here's the here's the actual text for for these messages that are being going uh, that are going back and forth. Uh, So what the Emily Bailey, the as as it says, the ex-executive director for All God's Children says, unfortunately, we had to close a combination of factors. DFCS stopped all new family visits for months due to covid that held up placements. Financially, we just didn't have the resources to be sustainable into the future. On top of that, the state completely changed up the contracting process, which added lots of complications uh complications probably more stringent on the way they were conducting checks and stuff anyway not not postulating here i just wanted to personally thank you and everyone who was involved in our process the boys truly changed our lives yeah you see the the mansion it, it makes me so happy to hear this, Bailey wrote back. So glad you and the boys are thriving. Zachary then asked Bailey for a personal recommendation on another adoption agency, to which Bailey recommended two agencies open to same-sex families, Bethany Christian Services, the most influential and largest conservative Christian adoption agency in America, and Chris 180, the first and largest nonprofit organization in Georgia, to openly celebrate and serve LGBTQ youth. Thanks so much, Emily, Zachary Messaged, pinging a heart reaction. Flash forward to this past summer, the county's DFCS office was notified about the need for emergency protective placement for two young children and joined Athens-Clark County Sexual Assault Nurse Examiners Program advocates who provided forensic medical attention to the abused Zuluk boys in the midnight July rescue operation at the family's mansion. Both boys were placed in DFCS custody. They made us give up our parental rights on August 1st, William, who signed over custody of the children to the state at an August 1st hearing said in a recorded jailhouse call with uh, shared with Town Hall. I really don't want them back in foster care because they don't deserve that. Hypocrisy. Zachary had had lambasted the children's former foster parents in a private messenger chat from July 2020 with a Facebook friend. And yes, a lot of kids are sexually abused, especially in foster care. Some people only foster for the money and don't give a shit about the kids. The boys' foster parents were not bad people, however. They only did it for the money. Yeah, y'all were only doing it for the money and the fucking. Here's the... I'll, I'll just... I'll read the whole uh, messenger chat from, from Zachary Zulock. Being a foster parent can change a child's life, good or bad. I think it takes a very special person with a big heart that can be a foster parent. I could never foster because I have a huge heart and I would get attached to the child and would want to adopt them all. I cannot fathom what you all uh, what you went through. That's terrible, but I'm glad your RA survived. And yes, a lot of kids are sexually abused, especially in foster care. Some people only foster for the money. I don't get and don't give a shit about the kids. The boys' foster parents were not bad people, however. They only did it for the money. They never spent time with the boys, they didn't reward good behaviors, and they didn't address bad behaviors. The boys would have terrible days at school and daycare, but we would come over, uh, but we would come over there to do our visit, and they would be watching cartoons and the TV, uh, on the TV and playing on their tablets. And they were church people, which is fine. I have nothing against that, but it's a problem when they only when the uh, the only nice clothes and shoes the boys had were their church clothes. The rest of their clothes probably came with them from their biological home. Normal shoes were too small for his feet, but yet he was wearing them every day. A lot of uh, harsh words for the foster parents. I mean, yeah, you like did things with them and traveled with them. You also literally raped them on a regular basis, filmed yourselves doing it, and invited other people to do it. I think. I don't know, maybe if I'm, like, a kid, I'd rather have ratty clothes and not get raped. To abuse a child, physical, uh, mentally, or sexually, is despicable. Our legal system is so fucked up, Zachary messaged. Elsewhere in the conversation, Zachary emphasized, I have always believed that kids are a red line not to be crossed. You don't attack physically, of course, verbally or anything, to a child. We are making our boys' lives better and full of love. I could never foster because I have a huge heart and I would get attached to the child and want to adopt them all, he typed after stating that they're hoping to adopt a toddler-aged girl next. We would would prefer like a two- or three-year-old, Zachary wrote. They only get to be kids for such a small amount of time. Let them enjoy it. In the same chat, Zachary was invited to go on a ride-along with the Facebook friend's police husband. Personally, even as a white man, I have a bad feeling uh, and a couple experiences that ended fine over my life, Zachary replied, about cops. Zachary had ranted on Facebook about the need to reform the foster care system and adoption process in America. All kids deserve a loving and safe home, Zachary wrote in a post. How many may be tempted by prostitution? He asked in another out of the 700, uh, 672,594 foster children documented in 2019. How many will get the love they deserve? Zachary question. These are some sick motherfuckers. Uh, let's see. We'll, we'll read a couple of Zachary Zulock's posts here that are listed. Uh, And this one, it's a Facebook post from November 17th, 2018. He says, everybody needs to go see Instant Family, A++ movie. This movie is spot on when it comes to the process, challenges, and struggles that children in foster care go through. Foster parents and potential adoptive parents go through. So many times during the movie, they would say things um, that they told us in meetings and classes when we went through the process. It also touches on the emotions that the child and the parents go through. Definitely some emotional moments. Of course, there are happy endings like the movie, but unfortunately, so many children turn 18, age out of the foster system, and never get adopted and get to experience a forever home because most don't want to adopt teenagers or kids that are considered damaged goods. Whenever you think you've gone through, just remember, the kids have lost everything when they're taken from their biological homes and placed in a home. Each kid has a story to tell. All kids deserve a loving and safe home, even teenagers who are children too. Man, man, saying all this while doing the things that they were doing, like, what the fuck? This is from February 4th of 2021. Uh, Reform the foster care and adoption process in this country. In 2019, there was 672,594 children in the foster care system, according to the website below. Children without a forever home. Children whose life was completely changed at no fault of their own. Children whose society labels as bad kids because they act out, whether it's physical or verbal. But in reality, they're good kids who don't know what will happen to them and don't know how to express themselves. They're just children. And out of the 672,594 kids, how many will age out of the foster system? Ones that will never get a forever home. Get the love they deserve won't get the financial, emotional, or physical support they need to make it in the world. How many may be tempted by drugs, alcohol, or prostitution? And what about suicide? We can do better. We must do better. So it's a terrible thing if they're tempted by prostitution on their own, but if you're the one who's whoring them out, a okay right there. Man, these are some horrible fucks. Zachary also criticized uh, conservative speaker Sissy Graham Lynch's speech during the 2020 Republican National Convention where evangelist Reverend Billy Graham's granddaughter fought to protect the religious freedoms of Christian-run organizations. I'm not sure if the adoption agency that William and I used would have stopped us because we are gay for the longest time. That never crossed my mind. If we had not been allowed to adopt the boys, that's taking our rights away. What about all the LGBTQ couples out there that have been stopped from adopting? What about their rights? Zachary wrote in a Facebook post. I'm not reading all of this post. Um, you you can either go to the article and read it, or or pull up the the video and um pause it here and you can read it yourself. I, I'm not going through another one of this guy's posts. It's it, it's going to make me sick to my stomach if I if I keep reading this bullshit. The fact that The fact that they've got all of this stuff, like, I don't understand how this happens. I don't understand how it happens. How does, how does a a, a previous, you know what? the gun control argument is one that the, the left makes all the time. And they're like, let's uh, let's make adopting kids as easy as getting a gun. Let's make getting a gun as easy as adopting kids. Um, this guy literally has a background, a history, uh, a, a case that had been opened against him for Pedophilia. And it got completely ignored. And in, I mean, 8 to 12 weeks is fucking record time. They let this guy adopt two kids. Two! Not one, two. Whereas I have literally no criminal background whatsoever. But because I had... uh. Back child support that I owed, I get put on a hold or a waiting list, and I'm not allowed to buy a, a gun for six weeks. I almost have to wait. I, I'm off that list now. I'm completely paid up, um, and that was all circumstantial. Huge job change and everything else, and took a massive pay cut and went through a wild period in life where I just literally didn't have the money to. Pay my child support at the time. So anyway, uh, that's all caught up, and I'm I'm no longer on that list. But I like, I I had to wait as long to buy a gun as what a guy who had been uh, uh had, had 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 a case opened against him for pedophilia had to wait to uh, adopt two kids. What the fuck? And then like I mean, it, it keeps getting mentioned, and it it cannot be. It cannot be overstated. Like, the expediency with which all of this happened, like, how fast they got these kids, how fast they got this mansion, like, built. I mean, uh, whichever one of them, I think it was Zachary, reported, like, $7,500 in weekly salary. As a small like a, as a small town like bank branch manager, you're telling me this dude was making four hundred grand a year as a small town branch manager no i I'm from small towns. I know what the branch managers make like maybe I mean a quarter of that is is even overstating it like. Generally speaking, it's in the sixty-five to seventy thousand dollar range. If even that, like that's being generous. And where did the like, where's the financing come from for this? How does it get? How does it get approved and built that fast? Like none of this makes sense. None of this adds up. It. The more I read through this, like the investigations that she did with this, with with writing these this whole thing and getting like really digging into it and looking at it. Like the more I read, the more questions I have. Like holy shit, where how how is all of this happening? There's got to be. I can't believe these guys haven't been released into Gen pop in their prisons yet, and allow the convicted murderers to go ahead and do what convicted murderers do to pedophiles because these guys have got to know some shit like they've got to have some names and sources and contacts i mean if they could get them to talk who knows how extensive this kind of stuff goes i i hate to like sound conspiracy theorist on this stuff but like it's not it's not limited to these two dudes and the two people that they were like propositioning to to come you know assault these kids like there are other people involved in this, and I would be willing to bet that the names of those other people are pretty affluent types of people. So anyway, we'll follow this up with part four wrap it up and then uh, I'm really really hoping to get Mia Cathel, the um, the author of the of this I'm hoping to get her on to discuss more about it um, so cross your fingers wish me luck maybe shoot her a uh, like tag her on, re, repost this stuff and tag her on Twitter and Facebook and uh, maybe maybe I can get her on because I, I, I really like I said, this, the more I read, the more questions I have about how the fuck does this kind of thing happen. So, be sure to tune in for the fourth and final installment of this. Maybe. Or maybe there will be some continuation afterwards. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. We've got a brand new sponsor for 2023, and I am really excited to partner with Agorist Acres. Now, agoristacres.com, you can find over 100 varieties of seeds. They've got vegetables, flowers, all kinds of stuff. They've got heritage brands, everything that you want to start any kind of garden that you need. It's free shipping on any order of $20 or more. They've got cool packaging, and most of the seeds come in a fancy glass vial, no paper envelopes. They accept U.S. dollars and crypto, and can easily take either at checkout. Now, be sure to head over to agoristacres.com, and anything that you get... Use the promo code FCT at checkout for 10% off your order. I say all the time that you need to be starting your own garden, you need to be growing your own food, you need to be getting off the grid and becoming less dependent on grocery stores and stuff like that. Agorist Acres is a great first start. They have got everything you need for whatever kind of garden you want. Great people, great product, highly recommend. So Go check them out.